0: Amor. Hola cariño.
1: Hello and welcome to Uy que horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny and I'm Eileen. Hello. Hey girl. How's it going over there?
0: <laughs> Ooh, I am uh, I, th- my, neck, <laughs> my neck, my neck, my back.
1: Back. My my,
0: my mm, everything else. All of the
1: above. Uh, <laughs> you know how it goes.
0: I um I was dog sitting last week to a sweet little dog oatmeal and and I oh, went from Oh, sweet baby. I went from one to another and today I'm uh, in uh Sweet Hadley's house and she's got a fun fancy house and a nice it's lovely. She's a chunk. I got to kind of carry her up up and downstairs. Oh boy. And you know whenever whenever this happens whenever I sleep back to back in people's houses, my my back is like how dare you? <laughs>
1: Different beds, switching but, uh, beds and stuff. Ooh, eh. it'll fuck you up.
0: See, si, entonces last night I their bed is lovely. It's a great, nice and big and everything and mm-hmm. lovely pillows and all that stuff. But I woke up and I was like, okay, and fuck. so my so I'm i uh, I'm a little sore in the neck, uh, <laughs> but other than that, doing great.
1: I love it. This makes me think of. Um, the Golden Girls, which everything makes me think of the Golden Girls, which Classic. I should just, you know, give you a little shout out because you are the one who introduced me to that show. And I will forever be grateful. You're welcome. But so I have a, a local D.C. friend. His name is Rick Hammerly. And he pointed something out to me that I had never noticed about the Golden Girls. But there's like, I don't know <laughs> which. Rose, season, Rose, Rose's neck, <laughs> neck. She can't. She can't fucking turn. So she's going to move White. like. Her whole body to fucking White, look at shit.
0: I wonder if there's some sort of like. Information out there where they're like Betty White had horrible neck problems.
1: She tweaked that. something in there. Like she's got to turn her full body to take a that's, look at something. That's and they, me right now. They even write it into the script. At some, it has nothing to do with what, we're, <laughs> with what we're talking about. But they even write it into the script where like Sophia's like, look over there, look over there, and she like she can't turn her neck. Uh, but then, anyway. from then
0: on, never again.
1: <laughs> so. Hey Rose, how you doing? Good to see you. I'm sorry about Thank your you. neck. Well, <laughs> that sucks.
0: Hopefully it'll go away. Yeah.
1: Well, here we are. We're going to talk about spooky movies Talking yet again. about a
0: pain in the neck.
1: Oh, well. <laughs> this was uh this was an interesting one you that I picked. We, yeah, tell me.
0: We've been like the past few days, we've been kind of like making fun and being like, "Oh boy, oh boy." It sure. wasn't awful.
1: No, it wasn't awful. And you know, as we usually do, like I did two viewings of this, uh, right. I was going to say show, it's not a show, it's a movie, and doing my trivia and stuff, just learning more about it. Yeah. I didn't hate it, you know? No. like Like, there's nothing to hate in this movie. I was scared. There were moments. It's, you know, let's talk about it and figure out what it, why we can't be like, oh, it was just thrilling, I loved it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's just so not what, the case. So what
0: movie did you pick for us So this I week? picked...
1: La Casa. This is from Chile. It was released in 2019. It is literally available everywhere. So check it out. It's an, like an hour and 20 minutes long, which is always a treat. An
0: hour and 12 minutes long.
1: Damn. It was fast. Uh, it
0: was very fast. But even then, I was like, okay, it let's move long. things along.
1: Yeah. It <laughs> felt long. That's one of my, I'm not going to say complaints. Like, yeah. f- who, who fucking cares what I think? But like... If I were to give constructive constructive criticism, I'd say, you need to get this. Let's go, people. This Come on. This
0: needs to be a short film and not
1: a full film. You could do this in 30 minutes, I'm going to say.
0: Absolutely.
1: 30 minutes. Absolutely. But it was an hour and 12. So <laughs> <laughs> it was written and directed by Jorge Olguin. And uh, let, let's talk about it. You got a little synopsis for us?
0: Yes. Thank you, IMDb. Inspired by real events. Here we are Ooh. again, constantly inspiring real events. Responding to an urgent call for help, a police officer becomes trapped by the evil spirits of a cursed house. Yep.
1: Yeah. Great. So let's talk about La Casa. Are we ready to Ready. walk on in? Okay. So we open with a TV screen. And basically, this opening is just showing various news reports. It gets very jumpy. So I'm just going to give you the gist of what's going on here. Right. All right. These news reports are talking about a spooky old house where people say spooky things have been (laughs) happening for years. Right. The place is cursed due to a crime that happened there at the beginning of the century when the place was built. The owner was possessed by a demonic entity, and at this point, when it says demonic entity, we get this weird shot of a statue outside the house that looked like a duck with boobs to me. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. You know what it made me think of? <laughs> boobs duck. What? It made me think of now. This is gonna be kind of not obscure, but if you're if you're in it, you're in it. So sure. in uh the 1980s film Howard the Duck.
1: How did I know you were gonna <laughs> say that? <laughs> yeah. In uh,
0: the movie Howard the Duck, there's a there's a lady duck, and one point that yeah. has boobs, and I was like. <laughs>
1: What? <laughs> what the fuck? Because the statue's got, like, we're talking big duck bill beak it and looks- huge boobs underneath.
0: You know what it also looks like? And this is, I, I actually recently saw a video on my Instagram of it. You know those horn, bill- those birds that look, like, almost prehistoric? They're, like, yes. black with, like, the, the type of bill yeah, that is, it looks almost made of stone like it's totally just, it, yes. that's what it looked like to me except
1: with boobs with bo- huge boobs like huge those boobs those uh i don't i don't know if they're ducks those birds that you're talking about the ones yeah. that look like dinosaurs yeah because i guess you know they actually are dinosaurs aren't they Some, sure descendants. Bir- all, all birds ball, are birds are ball thank birds, you. <laughs> ball birds. <laughs> doing great thank you sam Neil. uh they are descendants of dinosaurs but this, like, if that horn build thing bit you, it would fuck you up. Apparently like, that's...
0: they're very nice. Oh,
1: that's so and sweet.
0: I learned this. Actually, I'm not even joking. I saw it on TikTok last night. There's this cute boy that loves to, like, give fun facts about animals. And he's like, I know that this bird looks like it's going to fuck you up, yeah. but it's actually very polite. And he um, likened it to a hippogriff from <gasps> Harry Potter because you have oh. to bow to it. <gasps> you have to bow to it. And it that's when he decides that you're cool. Isn't that fun?
1: Holy shit. Yeah. So there you go. Wow. Uh, listen, we we're always talking about Harry Potter and I have such mixed feelings <laughs> about it now, but I just oh, fucking J- love that shit. No, it's god. JK.
0: JK is the idiot. Yeah. She's the stupid you, asshole.
1: What a douchebag. Yeah. Uh, but god, I love that story. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so we're looking at this statue, this Boobs Duck. That's what I called it. Boob boobs Duck. duck. So, okay, the story continues. The owner, possessed by this boob duck demonic entity, the wife killed herself behind these walls. And since then, neighbors say ghostly things have happened. And when it says that the wife killed herself, you do see, like, hanging legs from trees. Like, this woman must have hanged herself. Hanged herself, right? Not hung herself? Hanged?
0: I think both are actually correct. Oh,
1: great. Awesome. What were you going to say?
0: That um, in one of these news footage things we see uh, there's one guy who's like particularly handsome and like giving a tour of the house. Yeah. And on the top it said hashtag Casona Quinta Normal. Yeah. And I just wanted to point that out for later purposes. And
1: I believe this handsome dude is a psychic. Yes. The story continues. The property was built in 1918. The owner and his wife moved in and tried to start a family. And legend has it that with the help of black magic, they had a child. We get a flash of boob duck again. (laughs) But that the child was born with deformities. So in a fit of madness, the owner killed the baby and buried it in the garden. And then we cut to this paranormal investigator, this handsome dude. I'm so sorry. He's a psychic. And he's inside the property. And he says, the owner made contact with a dark entity through a witch. But then this psychic starts to get sick, and then I think we hear him say that under a statue, he found a brown handker- handkerchief tied in an anthropomorphic shape. Did you catch that? Yes. Pero that doesn't come in-
0: What does that- And at, what does that even fucking oh, mean? No, I don't
1: understand at all. Pero I think brown handkerchief, handkerchief under the statue, that must be boob duck. duck. Yeah. Okay, let's let's move on. So we then get our title card, La Casa, and this is something I learned today. You know how I'm always like, the words before a movie, like not the title, not title card, like when that explains like what's going on. I looked it up. I'm pretty sure it's called an intertitle.
0: Oh wow! Okay.
1: <laughs> Finally, we know because I've been intra-title. saying intertitle,
0: <laughs> intra or intro or In, inter inter, inter. intertitle.
1: Okay. Inter. I just said intertitle. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so sorry. and try not to make you laugh. Intertitle. So the intertitle says, During the 70s and 80s, Chile imposed a curfew. Police were tasked with patrolling abandoned properties. This story took place at an old property in the town of Quinta Normal.
0: Okay. When I saw Chile in the 70s and 80s, immediately I was like, not again. Please Girl. not Again, because
1: we've been, we, God bless. <laughs> oh. To,
0: to quote the literal title of the film, Trauma. Oh, yeah. Tengo trauma. Entonces ahora, and every time we see a Chilean film, I'm like, well. Fuck. Especially if it's going to be like Chile in the 70s and 80s.
1: You know, which just goes to show, uh, and I do not, I don't say this like flippantly whatsoever. The trauma that they are dealing with is deeply ing- it is insidious like I this mean... is how a lot of these horror movies that are coming out of Chile this is what they need to talk about like yeah. that's what they want to get out some better than others you know unfortunately as Truly. we now know okay so it's 1986 we see an upset man this dude is upset and he's in what looks like a, a military or police uniform He's standing right by a payphone on the street. He picks up the payphone to call his lady. She picks up. And he says, amor, I didn't want to upset you. I can't allow things to end like this. And on the other end, she's crying. She's like, why did you do it? I don't want to know more. Me he's das like,
0: asco. which is again, asco. Again, Ugh. that phrase has been around in Uy, before, which is such I a love good. It. L- it's so good. You disgust me, but it even better sounding. Me, me
1: das asco. Que asco. Das- I l- yeah. fucking love that. So he's like, please understand me. I didn't want to hurt anything. And she hangs up on him.
0: Was he wasted?
1: I don't think so. I think he's he just... He was just
0: in- upset. incredibly upset.
1: He's upset. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I thought too. I was like, what is up with this guy? Because he is, as you like to say, sofocado. See, sí, sofocado. Like, he is at a 10. Correct. So then we hear his like walkie-talkie radio thing crackling. So he gets into his patrol car. He answers the radio call. We find out his name is Arriagada. And on the other end, the precinct tells him, hey, go check out this abandoned house in your sector, the sector you're you are patrolling right now. Neighbors said they saw a possible suspect in this abandoned house. So they give him the address. And when they do, he seems like upset by it. Plus, the music is like dun, dun, dun. So you're like, "Ooh." spooky address right so even though he's upset by this address he's like okay i'll go check it out
0: and then we drive for like
1: 50 minutes oh my gosh also important to point out here we see that he has a gun clearly you know this is like a police guy so right got a gun
0: this whole movie I think tried really hard to make it as one shot looking as possible.
1: Just like another La Casa movie, La Casa Muda from uh, Uruguay? Correct. Correct, right? I I must say that it didn't quite work in this one. No,
0: because it was like, no necesitamos ver este brother like driving through the neighborhood. Literally, it seemed like he went in a circle. I was like, you just turned four times around the block. You don't need to see this. Y también. Last thing I'll say about this driving montage or or piece is uh, he because he was like crying in a mess on the phone on the side of his face you can see just like wetness on his nose and one of my it's it's not a pet peeve but it'll, when people cry in movies and their nose is the first thing to go, like, puro moco, I'm just like, I can't. I, wipe I can't.
1: your nose. Wipe just like, your nose,
0: my guy. Can
1: I hand a, a handkerchief through the screen for Please. you? Because-, because
0: he's he's driving and driving and driving, and you kind of see, like, the profile of his face, and it's just, like, wetness on the nose, and I'm like, bro, the, the, this it is- makes
1: <laughs> this is how well I know you, because as I was... It bothers me, too, because I'm like, just, you know, wipe it. But it'll, this is how yeah. well I know you that I was like, that's going to fucking drive Eileen crazy. <laughs> the <laughs> snotty <laughs> it nose. <made> me
0: crazy! <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: all right, so he drives for an hour, what feels like, and he finally parks in front of this house, and he leaves his, like, flashing red lights on, and they flash throughout the rest of this freaking movie. Yeah, flashing. He checks in with the precinct. He's like, hey, I made it. So they tell him, wait 20 minutes, keep an eye out. So he grabs a flashlight. He checks the front gate. It's like this big iron gate that happens to be open, like slightly open, but he doesn't see anything. So he goes back to the car to radio the precinct again. And the precinct is like, hey, hey, we just got a a fax from one of your family members saying something's up with you. Are you okay?" And as this happens, the camera, the camera pans revealing this, like, ghostly woman in a white dress with blood on it. And it seems like her neck is cracked. Like It she... made me
0: think of... Broken um, Neck Lady? Yes, from The Haunting, Haunting of Hill House. Yeah.
1: Totally. Yeah, me too. So he doesn't see this ghost, but, you know, he's on his radio and the precinct is like, what's up with you? You're... Somebody said something's up. And he's like, was it my wife? Did she say something? And the guy on the radio is like, I'm so sorry, dude. I don't want to be a fucking metiche, but, you know... Times are tough, and the boss doesn't like scandals, and then we hear a scream coming from the house. So Arriaga's is like, hey, I got to go check it out. He goes. He goes to the, the Iron Gate... He walks up to the house, and it's just, like, this big white house, two towers, big windows, all covered with, like, you know, bars and shit. He walks up to the windows and peeks in. He doesn't see anything.
0: I was waiting. I was like, "There's who's at these windows? Whose eyes
1: are watching? And then (laughs) he hears this choking sound behind him, and so he turns around to look, and he sees... A woman in her underwear, full of blood. She's like covered in blood. Mm -hmm. She's got a plastic bag wrapped around her head. And then we just hear this figure running off. So he clearly freaks out. Right. He grabs his walkie-talkie and he's like, hey, there's an injured woman here. But then he hears screaming and slamming coming from inside the house. And at this point, I was like, call for backup.
0: Don't go in.
1: Don't go in there. Just call for backup. Wait like they said. I get it. You see somebody injured. Like, it's your job. Biddle. Call for fucking backup, which he does not do. Yeah. So he goes up to the front door. He breaks into the house. Even in here, these red lights flashing Flashing, flashing, and inside here, aside from like the red flashing lights, it's dark as hell. Pockets of terror
0: everywhere. Portolaos. I, Every I was like, This pocket of, of terror? No, 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 no. Get everywhere. out of here. of This pocket of terror. Tambien, the he, it's like, it's super dilapid- dilapidated, tated, yeah. And like the walls <laughs> dated, are just dated. like <laughs> falling over and like yeah. huge like paint and everything just like a disaster an old piano that i literally wrote down i was like 10 bucks that fucking piano is gonna play at some point spoiler alert it does not
1: it doesn't why (laughs) did you show us the piano why'd you show
0: us the piano bro yeah
1: what the fuck like you even like camera pan down to it yeah it does not come in at all
0: once i was disappointed
1: like look at this cool old piano (laughs) and forget about it now but so as we're going through this like because it's a long shot it's gonna get real like i could not follow where he was going all All of a sudden he's in one room another he's in a bathroom like he's everywhere it was he's upstairs downstairs so i didn't it's gonna get confusing y'all it's gonna get confusing he goes into this dark room and he sees a chair with blood on it. Fresh blood. There's also uh, a noose on the floor. Mm-hmm. Not good. Remember, hanged woman. And he also finds what looks like a surgical dish with what I assume are like surgical scissors in it. Now I thought torture. Yeah. And then, bam, we hear this horrifying scream. I jumped. And it's always oh, it scared the fucking shit out of me. Yeah. But then he hears like a, ch- a baby crying. So he follows the crying and he just goes deeper and deeper into this house. He goes upstairs and upstairs he finds another chair covered in blood and then he hears whimpering behind him. He turns to see and then I couldn't quite see what was going on. There was a dark figure back there it says, Fuera, get out. Creepy eyes. Creep. I saw legs.
0: I saw eyes legs, and that was it.
1: And then glowing eyes. Yeah. I I even went back and was like, "What is back there?" I no couldn't. I saw little leggies and some glowing <laughs> eyes. <laughs> And then, so he clearly freaks out, and he raises raises his gun, and he's like, "Show yourself! Show yourself!"
0: This gun is so teeny tiny.
1: Oh, it's a wee baby gun. It yeah, is. <laughs> literally in my notes, I just put "lil gun."
0: <laughs> lil gun, l i l gun, lil
1: gun. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, Arriagada and his little gun go into a bathroom, and he scares himself when he turns around and he sees his reflection in a mirror. However, Pero please. una
0: mano, like, touches him, right? Didn't you see that oh, I hand? did
1: not notice the hand. Oh, my not God, dude. All. He
0: was, like, so he was turned away from the mirror, like, back to the mirror, and he's hearing this baby crying and, like, weird noises everywhere. And all of a sudden, from behind, like, a dark hand touches him his shoulder, and that's what makes him turn. Wow. And he sees himself in the mirror, and he's like, what the fuck?
1: Watch this twice. Did not see that dark hand. I'm so
0: surprised!
1: (laughs) Nope. However, when he turns around when he first sees his reflection in the mirror, it's like a weird demonic face for like yeah. a split second.
0: Also, he, at this sink in the bathroom, uh-huh. turns on the water. And I'm like, how does this house have water?
1: Yeah, this old ass house. But he turns on, he he splashes his water. <laughs> he splashes his face with water just to kind of like, you know, snap out of it. Right. And then again, whimpering, crying behind him. Pocket of terror. And so he sees... This crying man in the mirror, in the reflection. So he turns around, and I think this crying man is holding a baby?
0: Yes. There's a baby in his arms. This this crying man is wearing an outfit that is, I think, supposed to be old timey. It's like a black vest, and like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. But like the cravat that he has on is like a little skinny thing. It almost looks like Thomas Edison y. Like it's like old timey. (laughs) Sure. And <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like kind of like crouched down, yeah. like holding this baby wrapped up. And all you can see is a little like bald baby head. Yeah. And he looks up and he's got white eyes and then like have, uh symbols are on his face. Like, did you see that like weird effect no. on his face, dude?
1: No, I did not see that at all. Maybe it's because I was watching this in the daytime and the movie is so dark, I just couldn't it's catch very all that dark. shit. Yeah. But so this guy looks up. Yeah. Arriagada clearly gets really, really freaked out. And uh the figure disappears. This Thomas Edison <laughs> figure <laughs> disappears. <laughs> That's
0: and so, his name now, Thomas <laughs> Edison. Thomas Edison.
1: <laughs> and so, so he finally finally calls the precinct and he's like I need backup because what the fuck yeah and so they're like sorry dad sorry sorry dude you uh <laughs> sorry, sorry dad, dad.
0: <laughs> happy father's sorry, day dad. everybody <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's father's day happy father's day so they're like sorry dude there is no backup right now go back to your car uh we'll send backup in like 40 minutes and honestly at this point I was like we got 40 fucking minutes left?
0: <laughs> I literally we did that too I was like Shit. this this better not mean that it's on like what uh, is it when the movie is at the same time as in the yeah in... like
1: so what sequential I don't fucking know dude But, uh, but I was like if this is a one shot take style movie that means we've got 40 we got 40 minutes, minutes left minutes left <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, so it seems like he's about to go back to his car, but then he hears a loud bang and a scream coming from upstairs, so he decides to go check it out. I mean, he is doing his job, I guess. I guess, guess. You know? yeah. So he goes to check it out, and as he's walking upstairs, we see that ghostly, bloody, white dress hanging. Bloody hang broken neck woman behind him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he just leaves her there, and then he goes
0: upstairs. <laughs> this happens at, often, where yeah. she will pop up behind him, and he has no
1: no idea. And no she's like, idea. "Hey, hi, hey, oh, not, no, Nope. not scared. Okay, oh, I'll, okay, I'll see you later. Bye." <laughs>
0: <laughs> you didn't hear me come in. Okay, you didn't hear me. Okay,
1: can't you can't sense my presence? I'm a fucking ghost. No, okay, bye. So he goes upstairs, and then he then. He say he sees the plastic bag head woman. Yes. And she's being attacked by this dark demonic figure. That sound have you seen The Grudge?
0: Uh,
1: You're literally which, doing the sound right now. Which, where it's like
0: <laughs> Which one's the grudge? The is grudge that Sarah is the Michelle one with Sarah Michelle
1: Geller and she's in Japan and no. it's the ghost that sounds like
0: yeah there's like it's like crinkly almost yeah it's
1: just like guttural or like back of the throat just it's actually really scary and really effective in the grudge here i was like oh you straight up took that from the grudge okay um
0: before we talk more about this demon yes was the sound weird for you yes it was not well done it sounded like he was okay this is i this is gonna be hard to explain Pero he would be in one part of a room and the sound would feel like it was either too close or too far. Like the perspective of where things were, the sound didn't match. Does that make sense?
1: Totally. Maybe it was done on purpose just to kind of make it seem more like, because this is a kind of disorienting film. So maybe that's what it was, pero... Honestly, the sound design was bad. Didn't really work for me. Agreed. That's how I felt. Um, God, I feel like I'm being such a dick, but I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest.
0: Just being honest.
1: So this demon grudge ghost takes the plastic bag head lady into a room, like it's attacking her. So yeah. Arriaga follows, but he doesn't see anything.
0: One more thing about this demon. Uh-huh. One thing that I thought was cool was because it's so dark in this movie yeah. and like the only source of light that we have is his flashlight is an Ariella's. occasional like
1: red light every Occasionally. now and then yeah. yeah
0: especialmente when he's upstairs the red light kind of dissipates and you can't really see it yeah it's mostly on the first floor when you see the red light But at this point he's upstairs so the main source of light in these things is his flashlight yeah the way like you see the girl with the plastic bag on her head and she's like crawling away. And then the demon goes from one room to another. Mm. But there's enough pockets of terror behind where the demon is so dark that it. the only time you can really see it is when it's walking in front of like those little slivers of white wall. Yeah. Which I thought was really a cool way to depict... Like, here's a demon. Agreed.
1: I like that, you know, usually in a film, I kind of like when things are kept... More see, more like mysterious, like you yeah. can't really see it because right. then you know your imagination does the work for you and usually makes things worse. So right. I totally get it. you see like like through the door frame, just like a little bit of it just, walking through and like hair, s- yes, and, and weird she, claws. It's
0: almost she almost cool. does walk like an Egyptian thing where she's yeah. being led by one arm. Or I'm saying she I don't know this demon. Sure, but The yeah. demon has like does like a flourish with the hand in front yeah. and then goes like passes the body and then the other arm behind like kind of comes but you know it's very fucking
1: demon is liza minnelli it's just fully
0: like... liza minnelli and uh, Fosse. Hands. Fosse. Just, you'll
1: see my hand just like slowly creeping into this room what about full, a Fosse neck full, full nails like she is yeah she is so fancy liza so... with
0: a fucking z bro <laughs>
1: So Liza our demon where the <laughs> fuck am I? <laughs> where am I? So oh God, he follows Liza. he follows Liza and this poor plastic <laughs> plastic bag head lady into this room but there's nothing in there. And in this particular room again he sees that fucking noose. Like it's just following that him around. That
0: noose is everywhere. So
1: this room is also filled with like pap- old papers and files. So he starts to kind of look through some stuff and he discovers some old pictures of a woman tied up blindfolded and bloodied. Yeah. And he is clearly upset by this because he's like, no, 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 no. But it's not like he's upset because the pictures are awful, which they are. He clearly is like...
0: There's connection.
1: There's Yes, there's a connection there. Yeah. So then there's a creaking behind him and we see swinging dead body legs like somebody's hanging behind him. The legs and are like full of blood.
0: He... Doesn't turn. doesn't know
1: she's like hello hello I'm, right I'm here, here again <laughs> you don't see me can't you hear me creaking so so he stands up and again shit she's right there the ghostly fucking white dress bloody woman and again she's like still ignored nothing?
0: no absolutely <laughs> ignored
1: he, she is she's like I'm starting to get pissed <laughs> so so then he hears crying so he goes to check it out. He goes into another room, and there, finally, like, in front of him is the hanging, is the hung woman. Yeah. And she rushes at him with a gross face. She says, fuera! And he falls to the floor, all freaked out.
0: Now, this effect that is on her face is the same, like, there's weird symbols on her face that are, that was on top of the... Thomas Edison's face from before. That's Dude, why I was I was like, not. it was What's? so fast. Yeah, it was very see. odd. I couldn't tell if wow. it was like, it looks like face paint is what it looked like. Like somebody sure. grabbed, dipped their finger in some paint and went, I'm drawing a symbol on your face. Well,
1: would make sense because according Demon. to legend there's like witchy stuff yeah. going on so right. maybe that is some sort of like black magic sure. business you know what I mean so she screams in his face Fuera. he falls to the ground he's freaked out and he's dropped his flashlight in his fright so he grabs his zippo he turns it on and when he fell he sees like literally through his leg he's landed on this big wooden broken jagged stick that's Fully pierced through his thigh.
0: I was like, and "That'll kill was- you, bro." Oh,
1: you're gonna bleed out. Like, yeah. What if that hit like a major v- I can't gansai? But whatever
0: the artery that's in your leg,
1: whatever it is, that'll that'll quickly make you bleed out. But this was where the sound design. I was like, "No, no, I don't know." No. Because the camera, you know, it would be on him, but then it would pan down to show the leg, and whenever it panned down, it was like. <laughs> even, it was just like it was like it was very, very squishy, like, squishy,
0: like squishy sounds that wouldn't come from that wound type of. But like wound. also
1: like it pans back up to his face, no squishy sounds. Pans back down. Squishy, squishy sounds. sounds but And just like I was like, why can't I hear the squishy sounds when I look at his face? But also, you're right, that's not what that fucking sounds like. No.
0: And also it's we stayed in that moment for so fucking long oh. of him just being like, oh, ah, uh, 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 And I was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, suficiente. Ya vimos que la fucking mierda is in between his legs. Let's fucking go. Bro. Yeah,
1: let's get this show on the road. I'm gonna say though that the actor here Like, considering the material and considering the fact that, holy shit, like, he must have known, like, damn, I am really, this is long and I'm still here. He was committed. He was. And he really, I mean, I thought he sold it as much as I was like, Ken, it's not his fault. You know, he fucking was doing his job. He was on, you know, he was just doing his fucking job. But it took a long time. So, yeah. He's finally, finally able to, like, pry himself off of this squishy stick. His radio crackles on. So he crawls to it. I guess this must have also fallen when he got scared and he picks it up. He's like, listen, I'm in the house. I need help. So the guy on the other end of the precinct says, stay in the house, hide. Units are on their way. Just stay calm. The Zippo goes out, and then he sees that his flashlight is on the floor. He grabs the flashlight, and he's about to start to head into, I guess, like the main hallway of the house. And there's the demon again. And it rushes at him. He runs into a room, slams the door. He's able to keep it out. But at this point, the demon's kind of like... It's got his claws Prying on the door. It's the like door looking open. through the door. Ooh, 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 and ooh. You, get her, you get like a better shot at its face. And it's like white. A and white it looks forehead? Cracked. Yeah. It's like
0: a white forehead. Yeah. And then like a black Bloody mouth. under the eyes kind of yes. thing.
1: And to me, it looked like the forehead, the white forehead was all like cracked, like porcelain or something like that. I it didn't all, that see mean, that. I mean, it was so fast. Yeah. Girl. Symbols, cracked porcelain. Who knows, knows? but we see kind of the the face of the demon, which was, you know, pretty creepy. The demon
0: was uh, legitimately scary.
1: Yeah, horrible looking. Very, very scary. Yeah. So he's able to keep the horrible demon out. And finally, he applies it he takes his like top shirt off. He applies a tourniquet to his bleeding leg.
0: Again, squishy sounds that didn't belong. It like, didn't fit. He, he tightened this shirt around his leg, and it was like squish. And I was like, "Bro, yeah. that's not no. how it works." No.
1: I mean, I've also never had a jagged piece of wood piercing my thigh. No. But I assume no. that it, it would not. It sounded
0: like literally somebody grabbed a sponge at, while they were doing dishes, and were like, "And squish!" Like it's not. Yeah. Uh, no.
1: So he's in this room what for for what feels like an hour forever. He finally gets the nerve to like go back out into the hallway and then a demon hand pops out from behind him and pushes him to the ground and he's momentarily knocked out. And when he comes to, everything is red. He hears that baby crying again and after again what feels like an hour 7
0: hours. Oh,
1: he finally stands up and he sees this mangled baby on the floor in front of him it's like swarming with flies it's got a huge like stab gash to its chest a baby and it looks like half its face is gone yeah like it's bleeding on half its face and it's still alive
0: it's very obviously a doll like it's not a great baby
1: but i was still like whoa it was still awful it was
0: still upsetting even when yeah. you even if you were like that's definitely a doll it
1: weirded me out I and was me like, too and also like it takes balls to be like i'm Here's gonna show a you dead baby a dead stabbed baby yeah. Ooh, yeah. that's that's fucked yeah so then he sees that there thomas edison is there he's thomas edison <laughs> there's thomas edison He's sitting in a chair, he's crying, and he's holding a big-ass knife. Yeah. And then behind that, Arriagada sees the woman in the white dress. She climbs on top of a chair, and she hangs herself. And we hear, like, a huge crack, like her neck snapping. Okay. And this loud... <laughs> no. <laughs> what? No. what happened
0: So we see this woman we she gets on her chair she wraps the rope around her neck and we're supposed that we're about to see her fucking hang herself. Uh-huh. She steps off that chair and literally like lands on the floor perfectly fine. Like she's not I hanging. Didn't see that. Like she literally I rewound it cuz I was like espérate, déjame ver si yo no estoy loca porque estoy segura that she stepped she literally just stepped down off of that chair <laughs> and wow, that's exactly not what happened. I was like come wow. on my dude. And cuz the camera to, uh-huh. the camera could have literally panned just away move. yeah it, it does but it's still but not soon enough no and i was like or you could have just edited that out bro like oh, i totally
1: was... didn't catch that she it's also the thing walks that walks off but it's the kind of thing that you know because these shots are so long they might have just been like oh fuck, fuck it. it like you know eileen will catch it but johnny won't so, <laughs> <laughs> <fuck it. laughs> so we hear her neck snap it's a huge crack and the the crack basically like throws him to the floor again he's all out mm-hmm. of it and then crackle crackle we hear his walkie-talkie radio again precinct is like the units are close by stay calm stay in contact so arriagada drags himself to the stairs he's about to go down the stairs when underwear bloody plastic head lady comes running up the stairs she stops at the top like on the landing She peels off the plastic bag on her head and she's clearly freaked out by Arriagada, who's just like staring at her in fright. But then the grudge demon comes running up the stairs. It attacks her and it drags her off. It seems like Arriagada is about to run off, but again, he changes his mind and he goes after her. And down the hallway, he peers through this doorway into a small room where he finds the demon just smacking the shit out of this woman who's sitting like tied bound to a chair hello all these fucking bloody chairs all over this house yeah and then the camera pans back to arriagada and then it pans back to this demon attack on the woman and we see that it's arriagada Punching the shit out of her. And honestly, I was like, as much as it was staged, I really disliked this. Like, just to hear the punching sounds and the blood, it was awful for me. And
0: again, I I was like, oh, God, here we go. This is some Pinochet torture shit.
1: Thankfully, it wasn't like they didn't It wasn't linger. trauma level. Yeah, but... it wasn't that much. But it was enough that I was like, oh, it's just awful. Yeah. So we see this, like, I guess, demon-possessed Arriagada hitting the shit out of her, and then he wraps her face up in plastic and suffocates her. And it looks like this demon-possessed Arriagada is looking straight at, like, our guy, our, like, regular freaked-out police officer Arriagada. And then, boom, this demon pops out of the doorway at him, and he shoots himself in the head.
0: I don't think it's Arriagada being possessed by the demon. I think it's the demon taken, taking his shape and like showing. I think we're meant to believe that he's seeing something that actually happened.
1: Yes, I agree. The only reason I thought that it was like demon possessed. Arriagada was because in the original story, Thomas Edison, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the the dad, like they conjured up, they used a witch who like conjured up this spell to give them the baby. Right. My thought was that it was like that Thomas Edison was possessed and that's what made him kill. The baby. Right. Also, because at the previous point in the movie, in the bathroom, when you see his eyes, they're all, Thomas Edison's eyes are glowing and it seems right. like he's possessed. I could be wrong, but when we get to the end, we get like an explanation. Right. And it kind of made me think like maybe it's the demon in the house that's making this shit happen.
0: I am going to di- politely disagree and think that this is the demon taunting him with his past. If you will,
1: I mean that is the beauty of our amazing podcast, We Road, is that we can have differing opinions <laughs> about what this <laughs> this means. So, okay, so he shoots himself in the head,
0: which I was surprised by. Oh, totally! I was like, what yeah. the fuck? He just fucking killed himself.
1: And then we get what the hell did I call it? Uh, ti- um, inter-title? Inter- inter- intertitle, intertitle, intertitle. It says one hour before, and we're back at that pay f- at the payphone from the top. Ariala. <laughs> This fucking name, Arriagada. Mm-hmm. He pulls out his little gun, and he puts it in his mouth, and again takes four fifty ever. hours. I must say that this really gave me I, this stressed me out because I was like, me too, waiting for the shot, which doesn't come. He does. He he can't bring himself to pull the trigger. So then he calls his wife, and he admits to her that he was ordered to investigate a terrorist group, a terrorist group. Are you kidding me? Mm. And he's like, I had to obey and quote unquote, interrogate a woman. Right. He says the woman died. I couldn't control myself and it was too late. And that's another reason that I was like, is he possessed? Because he's like, I couldn't control myself. Well, why? Like, what the fuck? And he's like, we have to obtain information. Like, that's his job. I don't trust anyone else. So that's why I had to tell you I'll fix this. Forgive me. She hangs up on him,
0: but I don't think it's be- he's possessed by it because a I don't think he didn't do it in that house, and he says in that phone call he says it was weeks ago, like he literally says to her, "Fue hace se- hace semanas," and I'm like, uh-huh. oh, so you've you've been living with this like I killed a woman for a long time, and now you're deciding to tell your wife that you are part of the the secret police basically of chile yeah which i was like i wanted the woman the woman with the plastic bag to be like his wife's sister or like related or something Mm -hmm. because there isn't a lot of stakes there in like okay sure it sucks that your husband is a murderer and a torturer and like pero de seguro sabe that he is part of the chilean police
1: sure and especially around this time yeah yeah
0: i just think like it was such a big deal in the beginning when she's like me las asco like obviously this phone call of him admitting that he killed this woman happened right before this other phone call that we saw at the at the top yeah right where she's like you're disgusting i hate you i can't believe that you would fucking do that which yes of course obviously how horrible Mm -hmm. pero I wish there was a little bit more of a personal connection to this. Sure. So that it could be even more disgusting of like...
1: Like, you wish the stakes had been just a little higher. Yeah.
0: Particularly because, I mean, it's not always the case. But usually, you know, if you're married to someone who is part of like a certain political belief... That person is probably gonna be of the same belief as you. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. Which
0: might just me be reading into it way too much.
1: But. No, but I think that's important. Y- y- well, that's I think it's interesting, is what I mean. It's like the thought of this woman, to me it's more of like, um, what do you call it? It's not like brainwashing. It's like turning the blind eye. Sure. Like this wife. I agree that you're that you're probably right that she was like, he's probably doing something. But it's interesting to me to get this kind of take on how it must have been for people back that like significant others of people who were in this military police force to just be like, but my husband isn't like that. Right. He didn't do that. And then for this woman to to finally realize something that she probably knew was true. Right. But also it's interesting that this guy like again I think this actor does a good job with like his you know his uh, anxiety about it right because he's like I just had to do my job like this is what I'm supposed to do but I I appreciate especially after seeing trauma which was just like people who clearly are dealing with you know trauma hello yeah but they seem to kind of enjoy the um Mm -hmm. the torture and all the horrible things they were doing and in this film he's like He doesn't he's he's fucked because of it. Like he does not want to do it.
0: And having said all of that, what the fuck does this have to do with him going into a haunted house? And like, well,
1: that's the thing, too, that I was like, okay, the trauma of your life under Pinochet is immense. I can't even fathom it. But to link it with like an old timey Thomas
0: Edison fucking demon thing about a baby like no tiene nada uno que ver con el otro yeah
1: it's it's kind of separate and I'm just like I I don't quite see the, the link that you're making and like in my view I know you don't you don't think he's possessed but I think like it is the demo- demonic forces in the house that made him commit like that's my interpretation that it's like demonic forces in the house made him commit these acts but then I'm like But what are you trying to say there? But
0: it happened weeks ago. How did that house that he hadn't been in until that moment, how did Uh that demon have anything to do with him killing this woman weeks before he went there?
1: Because he killed her in the house. No,
0: he didn't
1: he did though that's why he was like remember when he got the address and he was like oh fuck I gotta go back to that house and everything like that's, that's I'm pretty what sure that's, that's where that fucking meant I could be wrong but please Holy like I'm quite confu- confused Wait, by this movie on. but from what I understand that house is actually where he committed that crime
0: if that's the case then this movie full- then I watched this movie incorrectly <laughs>
1: well but I'm not saying I'm right here whatsoever that's just my for interpretation me,
0: for me it was Uh this is the first time that he's been in this house because the moment that i think that you're interpreting as like i recognize this address or whatever i interpreted it as he's still getting over the fact that he just confessed to his wife like i literally sat there and i was like bro you're still feeling it over the fact that you like (laughs) had
1: a bad talk with your lady exactly like (laughs) that's what
0: i i just assumed he was like fuck now I gotta go to his fucking house after like I'm obviously about to get divorced or something like that you know what right. I mean
1: absolutely
0: and not to like fully be in total disagreement with you again but no, like, you can
1: it, totally be uh, girl that's part of it he, please
0: he moved through that house like he'd never been through it before so if he had killed this woman there he would have at least known a little un poquito mejor de la casa
1: but then also remember like he looked at the pictures and the pictures were in there of that, like, bound woman all tied up and bloody. And, like, remember in La Casa Muda Uh when we're like, why are you looking at shit, girl? What are you doing? Yeah. It was kind of the same thing in here where he's, like, looking through stuff. And I was like, it it seemed like he knew what was going on.
0: I genuinely... In my mind, that moment when he was going looking through the pictures, mm-hmm. that was like the demon being like, I know what you did.
1: Yes. For totally, I think it's good for us to have two different interpretations of what the fuck's going I'm on. I'm gonna
0: here. go ahead and say, I hate it when we do this. Really, I would prefer us to be on the same page. <laughs> no me gusta que vos crees que una manera, and I think that it's a different way, but okay. It's well, fine.
1: how about how about this? And also, will, I'm frustrated.
0: Uh-huh. I'm frustrated that I watched this movie a, with a certain mindset and it meant and it could have possibly, like, I would prefer to know better what the fucking... If he did, like, I feel cheated now. You know what I mean?
1: I mean, if anything, I I feel like I'm trying to give Jorge Olguín the benefit of the doubt here by, like, by him being... Him trying to, like, tie it all together. Sure. Like, if she had... Let's get to the end of this yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, movie yeah. first. Let's get to the end. All right. So she, he's like, he's like, let me fix this. Forgive me. But she hangs up on him, and then bang, we hear that shot again. We're back in the haunted house where he just fully shot himself in the head. He falls to the floor, and he is dead. And then the camera is like panning out of the house. And again, we get an intertitle. The house was abandoned for more than 40 years. In 1982, the municipality of Quinta Normal Normal (laughs) purchased the old property, and the scary story started. In 2010, the house was remodeled and turned into a cultural center for the community. Press and TV shows have been drawn to the house, and the paranormal activity still happens. And then... We're in the yard of the house, and there's that red flashy light again. Right. The camera goes up to Boobs Duck, and then Boo, that creepy demon, is behind it and pops out and scares us. Scares us. I jumped. Of course, I fully. I knew it was coming, but it yeah. still scared me. And then we get the credits. But then mm-hmm. we get an- this I learned my lesson when we did el demonio de los Andes that I'm like, "Yeah, keep going, keep Because I would have I was done, but I was like, <laughs> there's probably there's probably more." So we get another paranormal investigation crew in the Dubois House Cultural Center. And this is the same handsome dude from the top. Yeah. And so this handsome psychic is like, the energy in this house is all pain and suffering. Like if someone was sick, but then the camera starts to get all fucked up. The psychic says, whatever it is, can't get out. We hear bangs and weird noises. And then I think we get we cut to another paranormal crew and it's it's, it's these women they're looking around, they hear weird noises and
0: and this is from a show that is called Hoy Hablamos because we see like uh-huh. the anchor man being like, ah, van a ver un video that's gonna be very creepy. Everybody be careful. We're about to watch a weird thing. And it said, you know, there was a Twitter and an Instagram at Hoy dot hablamos. i just want to say uh-huh. that for future reference because
1: <laughs> it's coming up soon i have a feeling <laughs> today we talk so uh, we uh so these people go up from hoy hablamos they go upstairs and we see like a creepy thing on the floor with shiny eyes groaning i think it's, gets it gets off dragged off or something off. and then blackout fin that is the end of our movie here we are. Let's uh let's talk trivia before we talk more about this movie. So, why don't you go first?
0: Okay. So, I just want to like give a reminder. I mean, when we did trauma, we talked a lot about pinochet and and like all that fucking shit so i wanted to specifically talk about dina which is the dirección de inteligencia nacional which is uh-huh. basically the secret police of chile oh boy. so very quickly from wikipedia.com dina was the secret police of chile during the dictatorship of augusto pinochet the dina has been referred to as pinochet's Gestapo, basically, established in November 1973 as a Chilean army intelligence unit headed by Coronel Manuel Contreras and Vice Director Raul Iturriaga, the DINA was then separated from the army and made an independent administrative unit in June of 1974 under the auspices of Decree 521. Whatever the fuck that Whoa, means. Sure. The DINA existed until 1977, after which it was renamed the Central Nacional de Informaciones, or cni In 2008, the Chilean Army presented a list of 1,097 DINA agents to Judge oh. Alejandro Solís to be put on trial for like horrible, crimes. yeah, for crimes. Uh, for, I'm like, sorry. What year? 2008.
1: Oh damn! Yeah, wow. So
0: under that decree, that I was like, "What the fuck does that mean?" So decree five twenty one, the DINA had the power to detain any individual so long as there was a declared state of emergency, which I'm pretty sure Chile had for was like all forever. the fucking
1: time. Yeah,
0: such an administrative state characterized nearly the entire length of the Pinochet government. So there you go. So
1: anybody, basically, at
0: any time, if I look at, if you look at me funny. And I'm a fucking dina. I'm taking you fucking in, bro. Ooh,
1: that is terrifying.
0: Yes. So, you know, they were awful. They were basically the cause of disappearances, most if not all like torture and rape and all the horrible things that they did to the detainees was all Dina and later on CNAE. So I Googled Dina members and suicide just to (gasps) see like what the effect of being part of Dina, if that, how that would equate to like living with yourself basically. And not a lot came up But Mm. an article by TelesurEnglish.net brought up something. The article is called Pinochet's Right-Hand Man Commits Suicide After Conviction. Wow. Hernán Ramírez Ruránje was sentenced to 20 years in prison this week with 13 others convicted for involvement in kidnapping and murder. Now, this article is from 2015.
1: Holy shit.
0: A retired Pinochet-era Chilean general and former head of the Dina Secret Intelligence Unit committed suicide on Thursday at the age of 76 after being convicted of dictatorship crimes earlier this week. Former General Hernan Ramirez Rurange was one of 14 military personnel convicted Tuesday for involvement in the kidnapping and murder of Eugenio Berrios, a chemist and secret police agent under the dictatorship of General Augusto Pinochet. So, like, literally... Part of their... Oh. Yeah.
1: Wow. Holy shit.
0: Berrios was disappeared in the early 1990s after escaping from hiding in Uruguay. He had been sent there as part of Dina's Operation Silence to avoid testifying in cases of assassinations carried out by secret police in the 1970s in the dictatorship era Operation Condor, which I believe we talked about in Trauma. Ramirez was sentenced to a total of 20 years and two days in prison this week, 10 years and one day for being the mastermind behind Berrios' kidnapping, and another 10 years and one day for illicit association. The former general died in the hospital after shooting himself in the head on Thursday. Oh, boy. His suicide immediately after the sentencing provoked strong reactions on social media. There's two tweets here of people that like talk about it. One of them is this guy Harry Muñoz say, saying, "No daba más con su conciencia, Hernán Ramírez, o fue muy cobarde para enfrentar su castigo porque para torturar no le costó nada." So basically mm. he's like, "Oh, really tough to be told that you're a dick, huh? So but really easy to fucking Torture a bunch of motherfuckers. Yeah. And another woman called Latia Evelyn says, Hernan Ramirez, hoy te reunes en el cielo con Odlanier Mena, Himmler, Hitler, Goebbels, Goring, Hess, y otros que valientemente se suicidaron.
1: Oh, girl. I just got to say, Latia Evelyn is a great handle.
0: Absolutely. Latia Evelyn. (laughs) That's a
1: good tweet, girl. Yep damn.
0: It says here also Ramirez's suicide comes a week after Manuel Contreras, another former head of the Dina during the dictatorship who died friday at the age of 86 remaining unrepentant until his death for the grave human right abuses he committed including torture murder and disappearances dude which is another reason why I've, i in my mind this phone call with the wife and everything i was like <sighs> But, I mean, granted, you can't overgeneralize. I'm sure some of these people were, like, forced to be in this horrible position because Mm -hmm. they just happened to be like, well, I'm a police officer or I'm in the military. And then Pinochet comes in and is like, hey, guess what? You're going to have to fucking murder, rape, and fucking do a bunch of horrible shit in my name. Yeah. And if you don't do it, then get ready to be fucking tortured and murdered and disappeared as well. Yeah.
1: That is like that gives me chills. Yeah, it's fucking fucking terrifying.
0: So let's talk a little bit about La Casona Dubois. El Centro Cultural Casona Dubois is in the in the neighborhood called Quinta Normal in the city of Santiago, Chile. This is from Wikipedia. It's in Spanish. I'm translating it as I read it. So if I trip up, it's because I'm bad. Uh, <laughs> You're not So it was inaugurated in 2011 And it's it's basically in the center Of this neighborhood Quinta Normal In the Parque Dubois Known as the cultural Una manzana cultural, oh. the, cultural the cultural
1: apple, apple.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Along with its uh, Biblioteca Pública Municipal And Teatro Municipal Lovely So it's basically the cultural epicenter of this neighborhood, if you will.
1: That's great.
0: La Casona was constructed in 1912 to be the residency of the familia Dubois. Dubois was uh, like a French engineer and he moved to Chile in the 20th century with his wife. His brother was one of the horticultural uh, people from Versailles. So he like made the park and all kinds of shit. Damn. Yeah. So. So they were, they were people of, like, well-known and all that shit. In the 70s, when uh, Unidad, La Unidad Popular arrived, which is the left-sided political venture of Chile, the ones that mm-hmm. were with Salvador Allende, the president that was overtaken by Pinochet, the Casona changed owners for the first time, and it was, like, remodeled and added a third floor and, like, a bunch of other bullshit. So they teach a bunch of stuff like uh, ballet, children's theater, Cute. radio theater, guitar, tango, breakdance, cool. yoga, <laughs> all cool. of those provided... Because
1: now it's been turned into a cultural center. Because it's a
0: cultural center, yes. Very cool. Now, La Leyenda Urbana, the urban legend around this house. So, La Casona, many years ago, was involved in several different types of urban legends that uh, surround this, like mystifying building. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Misticismo al edificio. (laughs) One of them is between the marriage of the Dubois and how they couldn't have children and that they hired, they got Mm -hmm. the services of a witch, that the witch is the one that told them to put gargoyles in the gardens of the house. Duck boobs. Estas tenían el pico de una ave y senos de mujer. So like hey. this is for real, this witch was like, duck boobs,
1: do it. Those, those statues we saw, those are the, that's it. Those yeah. are the fucking, that's outside the house. And
0: they said, se dice que eran muy aterradoras, that they were very scary. They're horrible. But that they're supposedly a symbol of fertility.
1: Uh. Okay. Oh, okay.
0: A little bit after they put up these gargoyles, according to legend, la señora Rose Biradel, que era la esposa of Dubois, uh-huh. got pregnant but the baby was born deformed, making señor Dubois go crazy, like he went mad and killed okay. his own, killed his own child and buried it in the garden. La señora Dubois, with so much pain and anguish, she hung herself.
1: This is all urban legend though. This is all urban legend. Okay.
0: Another thing, another reason why there's urban legend around it is that I guess there was a a teleserie, like a a TV series called Tic Tac, del Canal Televisión Nacional de Chile, Mm -hmm. where La Casona was their main set for filming. Cool. And it was about a ghost from the 1920s that uh, lived in this bewitched house with secret hallways and uh, mysterious acontecimientos.
1: Ooh, um, great word.
0: <laughs> yes, and I guess after they did this, a lot of people were like, I want to know if there's if it's haunted or not, because not, sure. not only was there the Dubois story, but they filmed...
1: This ghost story. Yeah.
0: Apparently, a lot of television channels were all attracted to the story, and they would do a lot of, like, reportings and, like what we saw in the movie basically.
1: I wonder if any of that was real. Like clearly
0: I will tell you oh. please ah, I
1: love, 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 love. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and lots of like morning programs and lases and en programas matinales, which is such a <laughs> just <laughs> Good morning America. It's here in uh, La Casona Dubois. And they would take like experts and paranormal like people to see if Things were true in this Dubois house with no real confirmation, really, I think. Okay. So that's a little bit about La Casona Dubois. Love it. So I found this review for the movie called Chilean horror film La Casa delivers terror in real time. By Gabriel or Gabriel Sigler from the website badfeelingmag.com. Okay, and it reads, or part of it reads, "La Casa" was written, directed, and produced by Jorge Olguín, who also handled the sound design and the film's thumping electro. <laughs> Your
1: face. <laughs> Which- this that, listen the I sound know, design was not, not good. a fan of I did I did enjoy you know I love a thumping electronic. Uh, Soundtrack. So I did enjoy that. Yes. So,
0: and the film's thumping electronic score. That singular vision and the fact that the film was shot in chronological order over just Mm. three days. Oh, wow. Lends La Casa the feeling of a truly found object, something most found footage horror films aim for but rarely achieve. Which I'm like, uh, Hmm. okay, sir. Hmm. So remember in the beginning when I was like, that hashtag. Yes. So the hashtag was hashtag Casona Quinta Normal. I went to Instagram to see if what was there and what it could tell me and all sure. I found was a single photo of a lady in lacy white underwear under at Nadia del Toro underscore photo web. So that's
1: <laughs> that's the end of that story?
0: That's the extent of that hashtag.
1: <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs>
0: And then remember what, I said what was her
1: name Nadia <laughs>
0: Nadia del sure. Toro underscore photo web. what
1: was she doing like why did she tag that what I have no fuck? idea
0: but it's literally like her looking at a like a flowy translucent, translucent white curtain and her butt is out so okay
1: okay Nadia
0: and then the other thing is I was like okay at hoy punto hablamos like the uh-huh. of that show in the end that I was like oh maybe this is an actual show so I went on Instagram because that's what it said I gave a Twitter and an Instagram yeah. At hoy punto hablamos is a podcast para aprender espanol.
1: <laughs> oh, so not, not connected to this it whatsoever. Is a
0: podcast for learning Spanish.
1: Well, that's very helpful. I'm glad that we can share Hoy Punto Hablamos. Because yes. I could definitely use some brushing up.
0: Yeah, go to go to that Instagram, <laughs> follow them and see what you can learn from them. Um and that's the end of my trivia.
1: Awesome. I love it so much. Okay. Here's my trivia. Happy Pride, everybody. Let's Happy talk pride. about some gay stuff. <laughs> the last three episodes, we've talked about Pride. So apparently, Gabriel Cañas, who is the lead actor in this movie, Arriaga, Arriagada, is, well, I think he's on my team. I think he is gay because he is married to a man. However, I'm not going to say that he is gay because maybe he's bi. Maybe he's fucking asexual and he just likes this guy. Pan. Who knows what he is. But I found this article from FM2.cl, and it says, Gabriel Cañas presentó a su esposo en el avant premiere de su nueva película. So apparently, on the red carpet for La Casa, he arrived with his, his husband. Man. His dude, Gonzalo Beltrán, who is a very handsome guy I saw online in a picture of them together. This was written by Valentina Ortiz, and she says, like, in the, the title of it, she's like, Ambos se robaron las miradas en el evento. Oh, they were, like, everybody, stealing looks. everybody had <laughs> eyes
0: for them.
1: Oh, uh, I love it. And so apparently he showed up on this red carpet with his dude, and he's like, this is my husband. He introduced him, which is very, very sweet, I'm sure. Yeah. Maybe not the easiest thing to do. I think in Chile,
0: No. It, for, no. well, for a really long time, it wasn't cool. Was
1: not legal, not cool. I mean, we're talking like deep. Pinoche, d- fucking. D- Pinoche. We're talking lots of machismo, Catholicism, and all this shit. So I'm assuming not the easiest thing to do.
0: No, yeah.
1: So his husband, Gonzalo Beltran, is also in the arts. He's a dancer. He's a choreographer. And they have worked on on shows together, like uh, theater shows. Cool. So Gonzalo, the husband, said, I don't watch scary movies. This is all in Spanish, duh, but I will translate. Uh, probably poorly. I don't watch scary movies because usually they don't scare me; they make me laugh. <laughs> but he says about this movie, he liked it because it was suspenseful, and he thought Gaudiel did a really, really good job. Which I was That's like, oh, sweet. you sweet baby, you <laughs> sweet liar. <laughs> He's
0: like, great lighting.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, look at those! I love that wow, red flashing light. Look at you! <laughs> look at you! Look great. <laughs> Uh, you did great, honey. He did do great. He did a great job. And apparently, Gabriel, the, our Arriagada, is pretty private when it comes to his you know private life, rightfully so. Sure. But in 2018, he publicly thanked Beltran, his husband, when he won the Premio Caleuche for Best Supporting Actor. Nice. I don't know if that is for a film, a play. I didn't look it up. Okay. And this is from loquehizo.cl. Punto, punto this was written by Catalina Acuña, and she talks about how Gabriel Cañas had a paranormal encounter <gasps> with a ghost, with a famous ghost, I guess the famous ghost of the Teatro Municipal. Ooh. Cañas was on this TV show called La Divina Comida, which I'm about to tell you about, which I think you're really going to like. On this TV show, he talked about this spooky thing that happened to him at this teatro. He was working on a particular show. I don't know which one it was. And he was having a lot of trouble learning his lines. This was when he was a little bit younger. So he was in the theater. This is how I'm interpreting this article, okay? He was in the theater and apparently like out loud, he said, please, somebody help me learn my fucking lines. Like, he just said it out. Okay. Right after saying this, he felt a weird sensation, and he started to dream of an old actor con capucha y vestuario. Is that a a, a cape? What is that? Hood. Okay. So, a hooded old actor, which sounds fucking terrifying. And apparently, this hooded old actor would wake him up at night. The strangest thing happened when he was playing Freddie Mercury in a (gasps) play, I believe, at this theater. And I can't understand, like, I cannot translate this line, because right after he was done singing, like, as Freddie Mercury in this play, uh-huh. the actor says, I want says, to break free. <laughs> the actor says, Toma CTM, le dije al fantasma. What the fuck does that mean? Toma CTM?
0: CTM, like CTM. Toma CTM. Espérate. I'm getting a lot of, like, people giving the finger.
1: That makes sense. That makes sense. So let's say that it means, like, basically, like, like go, go fuck, fuck yourself. yourself. Toma 7M. Yeah. He sa- so he says, Toma m le dije al fantasma. Like, he said this to the ghost. And then, all of a sudden, the microphone that he was holding <gasps> flew out of his hand and flew through the air and fell into the pit of the theater, which he said was, like, 70 pisos, which I'm like, damn, that's a fucking
0: huge pit. That's- you kidding me? <sighs> yeah, that's terrifying. And- Esperate, because f- I, I was looking it up. Chilean slang.
1: Concha, Concha,
0: Concha, concha Tu Madre? Ma- concha Tu Madre, maybe. I'm
1: assuming that's probably Concha, concha, concha Tu Madre.
0: Concha Tu Madre sounds right. Okay, sorry. Yeah,
1: so he said that to the ghost. And, and the then microphone then as went Freddie flying. Mercury, the microphone goes flying, and they never, he never found the microphone. <gasps> it was gone. So after that, he was like, okay, okay, okay. He like, was like, My I need bad. to. My bad. He was like, I'm so sorry. So he was like, forgive me. Let's get along. I'm here. I'm having a great time in the theater. Like, we're cool. And then apparently after that, everything was fine and no more microphones were snatched out of his hand, which I thought was pretty cool. Okay, so let's talk about La Divina Comida. This Uh is from Wikipedia. So this is a Chilean television show. It's based off the British show Come Dine With Me.
0: I love Come... We watched Come Dine With Me, I think, when we were in Scotland. Did we? I think so. But I love Come Dine With Me.
1: Apparently, we watched this in Scotland. But I was like, how have I never watched this show? Because I love this premise. So this is what they do. You know
0: I love that British TV, though.
1: I was like, hello. Eileen's going to love this fucking goggle box. So... In each episode, four famous people have to be hosts for a night and prepare a dinner. Entrada, plato de fondo y postre. And they have to serve it and be a host or hostess for the other contestants. So it's like four people, four nights. Like each person gets a night. Yep. They are judged by the other participants between one and seven. And... You add it all up, and whoever has the highest score wins the game as uh, best host or hostess. And whoever gets the lowest score, at least on the Chilean version, has to wash the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> so in Argentina, it's called Divina Comida, not La Divina Comida. In Brazil, it's called Jogo de Panelas. Oh my
0: God, I love that. Jogo de Panelas. Which
1: means game, a of, game pans. of pans. <laughs> So good. In Spain, it's called Ben a Cenar Conmigo. Ah, cenar. And in the United States, it's called Dinner Takes All on TLC and Come Dine With Me on Lifetime. And I'm telling you, it is everywhere. Like, so many countries have a version of this show. You
0: can watch the British one, I'm pretty sure, on Amazon Prime.
1: Amazing. Well, so... This guy, our Gabriel Cañas, he was on the show and I was like, please, 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 please let him have one. He came in third. Oh. So he did not wash the dishes. At least I'm pretty sure he came in third.
0: Now, I'm going to be very specific. Uh-huh. Do you, does it say anywhere what he cooked?
1: You can watch the episode, but no, it did not. Oh, you can okay. fully watch the the whole thing. I just needed to like, you know, get my quick trivia, but girl I want to
0: know what he find made. Find that episode.
1: <laughs> cook that shit. He's adorable on it. He's got a terrible haircut, but he's adorable. And that is my trivia for today.
0: Great. How about I ask you some questions? Let's do it. Johnny, were you scared?
1: Yes, I was scared. There were a lot of jumps. So, that's what got me. I what about to, you? I
0: had my I had my moments. I'd say yeah. it was there was some creeps in there. Plenty of pockets of terror.
1: Yes. All over the place.
0: Uh, What was your best scare?
1: I would give it to one of the jumps, but I'm going to give it to that mangled, stabbed baby, because damn, I don't want to see that. What about you?
0: For me, I just really liked the way that that demon the first time it like walked across like uh, like an Egyptian kind of style. You like,
1: mean Liza Minnelli.
0: Liza Minnelli. I think Liza yeah. Minnelli really like. She did great. D- delivered that fucking moment. So yeah. that was for me. I was like, I was. It was real creepy.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, who was your favorite character?
1: I guess Arriagada. Like I'll give it to him. Sure, he was our character. What about you?
0: I'm gonna give it to Liza Minnelli, man. <laughs>
1: Hell yeah, she deserves it.
0: Yeah, she was like <laughs> moving around the the all the hand stuff and the jazz like the hand, creepy jazz hands. Yeah, uh, hand, yeah. jazz hands <laughs> on the doorknobs and on the things. I was like, okay, Liza, I see you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What was your best line?
1: Listen, both times I watched this movie, I did not pay attention to. There a There was best not line. a lot of dialogue. I could not think of anything. So my best line is the ghost saying. <laughs> uh, that's my fucking best line. I Great. apologize. So what about you?
0: For me, was the wife saying, me das asco. Me das asco. Oh, absolutely. Asco.
1: That's perfect.
0: Great. And what was your best death?
1: I'm going to say seeing that plastic bag head lady getting beat up by the ghost and then arriagada, and then getting suffocated with the plastic bag. Awful. What about yeah. you?
0: <laughs> Not because <laughs> it was good, just because it Honestly, it was bad. Uh but it was uh-huh. when the woman went to hang herself and then she just <laughs> walks
1: off of just
0: a chair. Takes
1: a nice stroll off the chair. Just
0: a step right off that chair. Um This is
1: making me I'm almost like should I go back and watch this again? Like what the fuck? How did I miss that?
0: <laughs> um and did you learn anything from this film? Sure,
1: a little. I mean, you gave me like that urban legend thing about the Dubois house. I learned that it's a cultural center. Yes, I guess. I mean, I had to do more research on my own, but yes. What about you?
0: The movie itself says like 40 years later, it became a cultural center. Yeah, it tells you. Yeah, so yeah, I I guess technically I did learn something. Yeah. And finally, how many oois do you give this film?
1: I'm going to give this film two oois. I'd say two UIs. And most of that, I'm just giving it to uh, the actor, Gauriel Cañas because I thought he did a good job. He was very committed. The one shot thing didn't really work for me in this case because the, the, the shots were too long and they didn't go anywhere. Like you could have really edited it. I do appreciate, though, like that we see continued exploration of trauma basically in these movies and this was in i know that we have two different opinions of what happened in this film yes it's weird to kind of put a person who committed these acts in almost like a positive light yeah to have
0: empathy for them
1: have empathy for him like Mm -hmm. that makes me feel strange but i appreciate the exploration of that so i think two was Enough. That's fine. What yeah. about you?
0: I give it two because of the spooks that we had. Again, If this had been condensed into a short film, I feel like the spooks would even deliver a lot harder. Like
1: 100%.
0: I genuinely thought that demon was absolutely very spooky. And like, if we didn't have so much break in between of sitting there and watching him squeeze his leg and random squishes or like trying, there's literally a moment where we sit there and we just watch him try to get up like it's yeah. it's too much too much if all of that had been shortened and we just got like the hanging lady behind him like even the fact that he doesn't even pay attention to this spooky ghost lady i was like yeah. she it's still spooky that she's there like seeing oh, yeah, her great. on in front of the gate or like uh hearing the noises even thomas fucking edison sitting there like uh, sure all of that would have been yeah. so much Spooks. more powerful if there was a stronger edit. Agreed. So two for that. I think that'll do. Well, great. We did it. Let's get out of La Casona Dubois, yeah. uh, and let's go learn how to dance tango at the cultural center that it yes, has become. Maybe a little
1: break dancing as well. I could totally get into you that. Could,
0: you could teach yoga if you went. F-
1: listen. My God, send an I, I email. I totally will. And
0: teach ghost <laughs> yoga at the fucking... I would-
1: Absolutely teach yoga in a haunted place. That would be so
0: cool. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We are thrilled that you're here. We are. (laughs) Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on social media at Uyki on Insta and Twitter. Follow our network, Sonoro, at Sonoro Podcast. And make sure that you don't join a military force that makes you torture people guys
1: yeah careful with uh boobs ducks duck boobs yeah oh, weird you, statues in general if
0: you run into a gargoyle that is a duck with boobs <laughs> i'm i say steer clear
1: walk in the opposite direction get the fuck out of get
0: there get the fuck out of there hey johnny <laughs> i fucking love you
1: i fucking love you too
0: and we'll see you guys in the próxima semana
1: adios adios